a lot of companies don't care like if your music is released and on digital distribution platforms like DistroKid and TuneCore and iTunes and Tidal and all that stuff. A lot of times they don't care. Sometimes they do care because as a publisher, they they may collect on those as well and then pay them out to you. Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. What's up, people? Welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing, music production, and music business. If you love any of the previously mentioned, be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content. Shout out to everybody that's in the room so far in the stream. Shout out to Sagara Productions. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. What's good? Welcome to the stream. Good to see you. It's been a minute. Um, I'm happy to be back. Uh, hopefully, everybody had dope holiday season dope new year i'm super excited to get back to it and and just get back on the uh get back on the grind man uh so super dope stuff for the people coming in man let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do let me know if you have any questions today i'm gonna drop a few tips for anybody who's kind of on their their road to to getting tv placements and want to learn how to get into sync licensing music licensing you know things like that um i'm gonna give you some some major things some major keys to avoid when trying to get started in music licensing these are some some big mistakes that i see a lot of producers make um a lot of artists songwriters and things like that so i'm gonna share some of those with you guys today and then of course you know if you guys have questions along the way you can just ask me but let me see who we got in the building we got sound legacy music from Omaha, Nebraska. What's good? Good to see you back in the stream. Happy New Year. Alvin Alexander, happy new year, man. Good to see you. Isaac Daniel from Memphis. What's good? Greetings from Florida. That's what's up. Shout out to Florida. Um, man, was in it was in Florida a couple months ago. It was super dope. It was vibes. I thought it was gonna be raining the whole time, but it wasn't. Yo, let me tell you what happened though. Like so we get the floor. We was in Florida. I was doing uh, producer mentorship, right? So we had, um, we had, uh, what, what do you call it? We had like, I don't know. We had like one of the penthouses like rented out or whatever in this um, in this tower, like right off the beach, right? Super dope view. Uh, so we get there, like me and my bro, like we were the first ones to pull up. So we get there, and like. We're walking in the joint like i pull up and it's like dark so i'm like man like this place must be like a major vibe like they got the lights dimmed all the way like it was so dark i walked in there and i'm like yo like i low-key can't even see like it's so dark like i had a flash like i keep a flashlight on me but i had to pull out my flashlight i'm like yo like i'm gonna literally run into something it's so dark in here like why, why don't they turn the lights on so i walked to the front desk and like it's loud and it like they had fans blowing and stuff like that and i'm like yo like what happened i forgot like they had they had some crazy weather like man it, i think it was like earlier that day or like the day before uh where they had like crazy winds and 
some some rain and stuff like that so it had like it was like a small flood but then i guess the power had went out like they had had a power outage like literally like 30 minutes before we got there so that's why it was super duper dark so we couldn't even get up to uh we couldn't get to our spot it was like on the i think it was like on the 24th floor or something like that um, the only way up was like to walk up steps, 24 flights of steps. So we was like, yo, we just gonna grab something to eat um, and meet up with everybody, just grab something to eat and then just, you know, wait it out, see what happens. Um, so we waited out, we had something to eat, we chilled, we chopped it up. And um, so we, we went back and like the power was still out. I guess like the power crew was like down the street working on it or whatever. Cause it was like, it was multiple towers where the power was out. So they finally, like it finally came on, but it was like, it was crazy when the power came back on. Cause the elevators weren't, wasn't working right. A bunch of people was going up and down, up and down. Like it was so bad. Like we literally got to the point where we was just like, yo, grab some stuff. <clears throat> and then we just we just walked up 24 flights of steps bro like when i tell you my legs my thighs my calves like my pinky toes like everything was aching yo like i was gonna work out the next morning i was like nah like workouts canceled this was my workout for 24 flights of steps it was insane it was crazy like um, but it was cool, man. We laughed about it. We had a good time and definitely passed out after that. Uh, so it was crazy, man. It was crazy. It was an adventure, but it was a vibe, man. Shout out to Miami. Miami was super dope. Um, shout out to uh, the producers. We um, One of the producers, we already, like, we worked on some sync stuff, and that stuff has been pitched and accepted into a music library. So hopefully um we see some placements from that so it should be super duper dope um but yeah felicia rogan what's good welcome to the stream um yes it was definitely 24 flights it was crazy um <clears throat> so yeah so it was crazy so listen um let's talk about these four things i want you guys to avoid if you're trying to get started in sync licensing um in 2022 like i want to see you guys be successful on this road on this journey and see you avoid the pitfalls that i see a lot of people just fall into because they don't take the time to to learn the business and i mean to some extent like I, there's a lot more information on this stuff today than it than it was like when i first got started but there's still a lot of people who don't really fully understand how to navigate um the sync licensing space so the first one is going to be don't bombard non-targeted music libraries with unsolicited music like that is a huge one like so i prov i have a music licensing directory right of like over 100 music libraries <clears throat> and shout out to d nas productions was good so i have a, a library right but like what i don't want you all to do is like take those contacts and just send a just blast everybody with the same the same email with mp3 attachments and stuff like that without doing the prior research on these companies like you can't skip the research process a lot of people want to go from like zero placements to 
like i just want to send my music i just want them to use it and place it and it's just like i get it but it's not going to happen if you don't take the time to do the research if you don't take the time to go to the music library the, the company music licensing company do your research see what kind of music they use um see if they're even accepting submissions because some companies they may close that window for submissions because they're trying to catch up on all the other submissions they had you know over the year or the past month for that for that matter so go to each company's website and thoroughly go through play some of the tracks they have if they have genres related to the genre of music that you produce make sure you know it's a good fit because you may come across a library they focus on movie trailer music right but you're trying to break into you know instrumental background music for reality shows or something like that um so it's not going to be a good fit like if you're sending the you know two minute piece of music formatted for background instrumental use and this company specializes in movie trailers right that's a totally different format different vibe structure all together so make sure you take the time to do your research on each and every company before you submit um also they may have like a submission page to where you can just submit right there on their website or they'll have a submission email already listed out to where all you have to do is like okay they're accepting submissions because they say send it to this email now you have the email address to submit it versus reaching out to them through their contact page or just blasting an email out asking yo like are you accepting submissions if it's on their website and they say send submissions here then you don't have to ask if you're accepting submissions you know what i mean so that like that's solicited in that instance so just making sure um you know you're doing all the research before you hit them up asking questions sending music you're going to increase your chances of you know something sticking in in a, a good relationship being started by doing that research prior so i see the new people in man for the new people coming in what's good let me know where you guys are from and what you do it's a live q a i'm giving you guys four things to avoid if you're trying to get started in music licensing and getting your music placed in tv and film and of course it's a live q a so we're gonna do you know answer some questions and things like that uplifted productions what's good happy new year broadway blake good to see you bro and groove muse what's up happy new year all is well man happy to be back it's been a minute i almost forgot how to stream um but we figured it out you know what i mean so um so yeah so that's the first thing don't bombard non-targeted music libraries with unsolicited music second thing don't be annoying with the follow-up like don't submit music today and then like tomorrow at 2 p.m you're like, yo, did you listen yet? Did you listen the next day? Did you lit next week? Did you listen yet? Did you listen? Like, don't do that, bro. Like, they will blacklist you and your emails will never be opened again. You don't want that to happen. So this is how, excuse me. This is how I recommend following up. Give them some time. You know, it may people are busy right these companies are busy music like music uh supervisors are busy send that first batch of music once you you get permission and then give it like a month or so like give it a month 
see if you hear back see if you get some feedback if you don't hear anything back in a month then follow up but don't just follow up and ask like yo did you listen yet follow up with some new music so like a new playlist of like five tracks especially if they already gave you to go ahead to submit some stuff that way when you follow up you're like yo hey just wanted to send you a new batch of tracks um you know looking forward to hearing back from you blah 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 like whatever you want to say but it's showing them like yo like i'm still working i'm not waiting on you but i'm kindly reminding you by giving you value first by giving you some more music that you can use and then reminding you that i sent the first batch of music a while back and i still ain't heard nothing back so what's up that's a nice way to do that versus saying yo did you listen yet and being annoying so you're being very very intentional with the follow-up by following up with some new work some new music um so that's a dope thing to do um you know if if you're trying to kind of keep that that communication and line of communication open um all coat painting what's up what's up uh, it says curious how to find the contacts and companies departments info to research and submit so um so you can just google honestly google music libraries music licensing companies you can find them that way um in my course the road to 10 placements if you don't have that grab that the link is in my bio just go to clintproductions.com slash link in bio click on road to 10 placements course i show you and break down how to find different companies different ways to find them how to reach out my whole process honestly from start to finish like no placements to you know getting your your first licensing deal and first placements i kind of walk you through exactly what that looks like because we will probably be in here for a little bit if, if i broke it all the way down um so yeah definitely check that out d nas from d nas production located in west virginia making beats is my thing trying to change the game that's what's up love it broadway blake says i took advantage of that holiday special you had a lot of info in there i still have a few questions about some things that i probably didn't come across yet absolutely man definitely ask whatever questions you have and we'll um we'll talk about it no doubt so don't be annoying with the follow-up follow up a month later with new music super important all right the third thing that you want to avoid if you're trying to get started in music licensing is not knowing the basics so nothing is more annoying than especially for busy people than someone asking them a question that's been answered a million times that you can just easily google like you can just ask google hey google what is music licensing that's bruh <laughs> i said google I'm going to let her speak. She's not going to stop. So that's the definition. You just ask Google and Google will tell you what music licensing is. Um, so basics. What do I mean when I talk about basics in music licensing? I'm talking about knowing what a pro is. Performing rights organization. That's in, in the U.S. That's U, uh, CSAC, BMI, ASCAP. Um, in other countries, it changes um just depending on which country you're in not knowing what an ipi cae number is that's the number you're going to get with bmi or ascap um, make sure you know what that number is because you're going to have to provide that number 
to the music licensing company. Um, you know, knowing the splits of your songs, like you should know who owns what percentage of what. If you collab with somebody, is it 50 50? If it's you, it should be 100%. Um, doing your homework and just knowing like what's going to be expected. Will you have to fill out a W 9? Know how to fill out a W 9 because if you make money and a company's paying you money, nine times out of ten, they're going to kick you a W 9. Um, so that they you know if they have all that information for their accounting department um, when it's time to cut you a check knowing what stems are do you know what stems are if somebody says yo we love this track can you create stems and send them to us do you know what those basic the basic breakdown of stems are um, these are things you want to know so that um, even the terms, I, I include a list of terms in the Road to 10 Placements course as well because they're terms that you want to know, you want to become familiar with so that when you're communicating with these companies, you're communicating with music libraries and um, supervisors and editors, you all are on the same page language-wise, um, you know, keyword-wise. Like, you know what they're talking about and this isn't the first time you're hearing it. You don't have to be an expert in music licensing and all of its terminology but at least know the basics and then if you have questions usually people are like super cool um on the side of the industry man they'll, they'll answer your questions if you're stuck or confused about anything but at least cover the basics man make it look like you've done a little bit of research um before you just hopped into trying to get you know tv placements and, and know nothing about um polo made music from atl what's good um so yeah so that's it not knowing the basics make sure you guys do your due diligence do your research um you know use the road to 10 placements course um the keywords and and everything i show you in there to really get those bait the basics down and some advanced stuff i share advanced stuff in there as well um so that's that fourth and last one and this is big like it's it's funny because the, the previous point is like not knowing the basics, do your research. But then this fourth one is not asking questions. Now, you want to do your research so that when it's time to ask questions about things that you're confused about, you're asking like educated questions, not the basic stuff that like we just asked Google, what is music licensing? Not the basic stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like these are questions that, OK, we, we know the basic stuff, but. I'm confused about this particular wording in an agreement or, you know, how exactly do you want your stems formatted? Do you want a drum and bass? Do you want just guitars only? Do you want individual stems like track by track? Um, so don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, if you're not clear on, you know, what type of deliverables a company wants, like how they want you to send files. Do they want MP3? Do they want Wave? Do they want 16 bit, 24? um if you're not sure ask them like they i'm telling you like they'll be more than happy to, to let you know that way it's better to ask and then know versus not to ask and then send them something that you know they can't use or that they don't want and then you're just wait everybody's wasting time at that point you wasted time creating stems that they don't even need or want and then they're y'all now y'all both are wasting time talking about what they actually want when it all could have been avoided by just asking in the first place so if you're unsure unclear about anything always ask questions you guys know you can find me here on youtube 12 p.m eastern time every wednesday if you guys have questions as well that's what i do this for so you guys can get 
some game and then go back and um and crush it um so those are four things that you need to avoid if you're trying to get started in sync licensing one of the biggest problems I see producers have when trying to get into sync licensing is not knowing the steps to take in order to get that set up and started. So I created a super simple, easy, free six step guide to help you get started so you know the exact steps you need to take so you can start getting your music placed in TV and film. Go ahead, go to clintproductions.com slash six steps to download that free guide. Again, it's clintproductions.com slash the number six steps, clintproductions.com slash six steps steps download your free six-step guide and get started today like right now like let's go like what, what are we waiting for um so hopefully that helps you let's dig into some q a um scuba steve what's good that's a dope name scuba steve um there was a commercial back in my hometown um with scuba steve they stopped that like that was going for a long time too it was super popular What's good for you, Banks, for the Intel Immaculate Beats? What's good? All right, we got a question from Broadway Blake. He says, do you need to formally copyright the music before you submit? And if you're the writer and publisher of a song, do I need to provide both IPIs from ASCAP? So that's a great question. So do you need, need to formally copyright the music before you submit? No, you don't need to. Um, some companies you're 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 transferring the copyright anyway so they'll kind of deal with that so you don't necessarily need to if it's a, a non-exclusive company and you're sending these tracks to multiple non-exclusive companies and you're not you know transferring any type of ownership of copyright or anything like that um then you could you know you can go ahead and do it yourself but it, it just depends on the company what they're asking for um you know the the rights that they're asking for and things like that um but no if you feel safer doing it that way you can i'm gonna tell you right now it can get expensive unless you save up the tracks and then create a collection of works and then just submit that whole collection at once um that's the option you have but um the second part of your question if you're the writer and publisher of a song do you need to provide both ipis from ascap this depends normally if you're working with a music licensing company or a music library they are going to take on the role as the publisher they become the publisher they publish your music and then they register your music with your pro your performing rights organization on your behalf as the publisher so you'll be the writer they'll be the publisher so there's really no need like you won't be listing your own publishing company unless you're doing some type of co-publishing deal where where you know you're splitting publishing with them and then in that case it'll be their publishing company and your publishing company listed in that case yes you will need to provide both now if you're going direct say to a music supervisor right and that music supervisor isn't taking any share of publishing um of of the the royalties performance royalties then yes you could use both you would need your your writers ipi and your publisher ibi ipi and information and things like that so that um you know once you register pretty much you will be registering that track um if you're working if it's like a direct connect kind of situation like that where you're keeping everything 
then you would register that track um, with you know both your publishing company and your writer info, um, which makes it super easy. So yeah. Oh, he said thank thanks for the intel. No doubt, no doubt. Eldridge Davis was good. No problem, man. I'm I'm glad this is helping. Um, Jungle Boy, what's up? Says what's the easiest type of music licensing? to typically get and how much would you typically get paid so as far as payment man it's like zero to like thousands tens of thousands it's all it really really depends everything just depends the easiest type i would say background instrumental music for reality tv like if you're just getting started you link up with the music library a reputable music library that's getting placements on a bunch of these shows um I believe it's easy. The easiest way to get started is through music libraries. Um, think about this. Um, reality shows. There's a ton of reality TV shows, right? Online, on um, on TV, cable, uh, Netflix, Hulu, like all of these streaming services, right? So there's a ton of reality shows. Like these reality shows use a ton of music per episode. I, was, I had some placements on... On an episode of Love and Hip Hop, it used like 140 something pieces of music. So that's 140 opportunities you have to get a placement on one episode of one show. So they're going through a ton of music. So that's why I say like that's the easiest because once your music is in a library, the editors on these shows, they're going they're going to their go to sources, which are these these libraries and publishers and things like that. And then they're just pulling this music and then placing it wherever, you know, wherever they need to place it. Now, you don't get you don't get a, you don't get like upfront money, a lot of upfront money for those kinds of placements. Um, but that's more so like a back end, like a royalty building your royalty income kind of move, um, because that's what it's going to do, because those joints, they do add up like per placement. It may be. It may be a few cents. It may be a few dollars. If you land something on a major network like NBC, CBS or something, depending on the time, the usage, all that stuff, you could you could see a, a few hundred. Um, I've had some stuff where I made a few hundred dollars just off of off of a, a single use on TV. So it really depends. Um, but that's the easiest. That's the easiest way, in my opinion, to get started. What rights should you absolutely say no to giving up? It's a personal thing, man. Like some libraries, they're going to ask for publishing rights in perpetuity. That means forever. Um, Some people don't like that. Some people are like, hey, I'll just make more music. Like I'm like I'm the type where I have some deals that are like in perpetuity, but it's like the way i see it is it's not tying my entire catalog down right this is one song that i sent to him or or just one track i send i send to the company it's not tying me down from making new music and sending that music to other people so i'm still free to work with whoever i want you know get into whatever other kind of deals i want i just can't use that particular track because that publisher has it um, but that doesn't bother me because I can make more music, 
you know that it all comes from up here so i can keep making that um but if i create this track and then i say no to that deal with a company that i know this music is going to get used at some point you know they may have cut a check up front um so that put a little bit of money in my pocket worst case i say no to that deal and then the music just sits on my computer making zero dollars or say yes to something that's in, in perpetuity and then it's just they're paying me royalties for the rest of like my life plus what 70 i don't know it's some insane number but yeah so in that sense it's a, it's a no-brainer now one deal that i've had before a publishing deal that i'm not too fond of i'm not saying say no to it everybody's situation is different but i don't like the deals to where it's a publishing deal and literally everything i do has to go through this one publisher um unless unless they man they gotta be putting in mad work like on the placement side um but that I don't like being tied down to that because that closed me to, you know, to different opportunities. They had their hand in opportunities that I personally grinded for and built relationships to secure and they didn't. And, you know, they wanted a piece of the pie, but it's just like, yo, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I didn't really like that. Um, I like I like my my independence. I like the freedom to work with whoever i want when i want and i get to pick and choose what music i want to send where so um those those are kind of deals i like b scott music what's good yo the million dollar question which pro do you feel is the best for music licensing i mean i'm gonna say csac man i'm, I'm with csac bias um I, I mean i don't think there's like a best pro for licensing don't get hung up on on you know which one just do your research see which you know they all kind of have cool you know conferences and events and things like that they all do the same thing at the end of the day like you may see a slight difference in their formulas on how they pay and stuff like that but they all kind of do the same thing man but i'm with csac i've been happy with csac for it's been a while what since like 2011 12 i don't know 13 something like that but yeah lamar webster happy new year man good to see you checking in shout out to new people in here man let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do drop your questions in the chat doing a live q a i'll be here for like the next 30 minutes uh we're back man it's been a minute i hope everybody's good hope everybody's healthy and safe I have ASCAP. Do you need another pro? Nope. You can um ASCAP is fine. You can only be with one pro at a time as a writer. Um, so when you send a licensing company your pro information, literally you can like you can only send them one anyway. <clears throat> Good question. Frank Irwin Music, I have two questions. Can you use tracks already released? Or is it better to use non-release tracks? How long should the tracks be for licensing? So this is a great, this is a great combo question. So can you use tracks already released? So by release, I'm, I'm assuming you meaning like, you know, 
put on distro kid and things like that uh, the answer is yes and no which pretty much means it depends uh, like are y'all understanding like so many things and licensing in the music industry is it depends um but a lot of companies don't care like if your music is released and on digital distribution platforms like DistroKid and TuneCore and iTunes and Tidal and all that stuff. A lot of times they don't care. Sometimes they do care because as a publisher, they they may collect on those as well and then pay them out to you. So depending on what that deal looks like, you know, they may they may be a little weird about that and, and advise that you know you take them down some i've seen some companies where they ask you to take them down so that they can put them up and release so they can collect everything um then i have some companies was like yeah like release it we don't care we don't collect on that we only want to collect on you know the sync the sync stuff the sync side the you know upfront fees and any type of, of royalties that may occur uh, which usually the royalties are paid directly through your pro but um but yeah like if there's any licensing deals like i've had some stuff placed on youtube series and things like that where the publisher would collect that for me and then pay it out um so so that that that's the answer to that really depends sometimes they don't care sometimes they do depends on who you're working with always ask though if you're if you're unsure with a specific company just ask them that kind of goes back to you know our our fourth point from earlier was just you know, ask questions, anything that you're unsure about, get it clear before you sign anything. So, you know, the expectations are set um, moving forward. How long should the tracks be? I recommend like a minute and a half, at least minute and a half, two minutes. Um, that's usually where I am, especially for background instrumental music, man. It just, it doesn't, you just, it just doesn't require a lot, you know? I'm not, I don't put bridges and all that fancy stuff, long, dramatic intros and stuff like that. Because um, a lot of this stuff is being used for background music. Um, the only time I'm really, really critical on the length or the times that I'll go shorter than a minute and 30 or longer is if they specifically request it in the brief. Like there's some briefs where there's like yo we need this to be 30 seconds exactly like in that case i'm giving i'm giving you 30 seconds that's what you asked for so that's that <clears throat> iceberg pimping was good pimping icebergs out here what are the what are the music libraries there's a ton of them google music libraries you see a bunch you got man you got you got a lot like you got extreme music you got um <clears throat> man you you got lab hits you got bmg production music you have uh shoot what's some you got uh no not that one you got producers toolbox you have it's a lot it's a lot google them you got di music it's a lot of them um preach productions what's good bro clint any future conversations about music licensing in the metaverse yo um Man, dude, my guy, what's his name? I think his name is Nolan. He posted something on his IG about this company. They're like the first company to do, like they just did the first license, like sync deal. Um, uh, not, not, 
not in the metaverse, but the first sync deal on um, on the blockchain. You know, using a smart contract, which is which is fire. Like that's the future. Like it's it's gonna make everybody's life easy because the joint is just it's all set up. It's all there. It's tracked. Um, it's transparent. So that's gonna be dope. As far as the metaverse, um, <clears throat> I guess I guess man, it's it, it has to happen. Like music has to be involved in everything bro like music is that's everything so yeah we're i mean our industry will definitely get pulled into that um you know you're seeing brands like nike and stuff like that already registering trademarks and stuff um for um you know for the 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 vr stuff that's that's happening and just all the meta the metaverse stuff um, you're seeing them register their logos and, and things like that. So they're going to need music for all this stuff, for all the content that, that they're going to start creating, um, you know, for people hanging out in, in the metaverse. So I think now it's just a matter of, um, I guess it's just a matter of our business and, and laws, like, I guess being set up and figuring out how exactly you know they're gonna like license stuff like what do, what do those fees look like hopefully they don't look like these streaming joints because these streaming fees are terrible they still gotta update that I'm so behind man but yeah definitely gonna happen though it's just a matter of time happy new year november james hope all is well bro <clears throat> publishing rights is pretty standard indeed what's the most common time length for music to be oh we answered that already swift dreamer what's good is it possible that sending music to multiple libraries would cause a conflict of interest and did you say there's a few libraries that pay zero dollars what are the benefits of that yes i'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer all of this this is great so let me take a sip of water because your boy is parched all this talking all right, so sending music to multiple libraries. This is how that works. <clears throat> if you're sending music to multiple libraries, nobody has signed anything, right? Nobody has said, offered you an agreement and said, we want these tracks. When you're at that stage, you can send it to as many people as you want. It's not going to be a conflict of interest. It's going to be a first come, first serve, pretty much. Um, what I would advise is you keep track of who you're sending your music to. Um, so if you're starting with a playlist of five tracks, create a spreadsheet, whatever you got to do to know that you sent these five tracks to these five, 10 companies, whatever, however many companies you send it to. So you know exactly who it's been sent to and you can track. So if someone offers you a deal, you can go back to those tracks and say, okay, I'm pulling these off um they're no longer available they're already signed boom you know you're organized you're good to go so now if another company comes back three months later and this happens it happened to me and they're like oh this track is amazing we want to sign it it's like i'm sorry bro like you're like six months late <laughs> somebody already signed it um then you just say no because you there's there's it's not going to be an issue because they didn't you didn't it's not in writing you didn't sign an, a deal on it so yeah you can definitely do that you can send send the same tracks to multiple libraries until 
they get signed to a library um so yeah um <clears throat> yeah as far as libraries paying zero dollars it depends on the placement right it's not that libraries don't pay you anything it depends on the placement some libraries um some of these like you know the reality tv show stuff they do like blanket deals and they get like a lump sum of money to use like an unlimited amount of music for a certain time period that's a blanket license so they may get like a, a small little fee for a blanket license um sometimes composers we don't see that because it's so small to split it up between all of their writers like it ends up being pennies anyway so um so you won't see anything up front but you will still see royalties in most cases um and you know a standard agreement for sync you're still going to get the royalty so the benefit is you're building residual income Producers, if you're looking to take your music production business to the next level, then I want to invite you to apply for my producer mentorship program. During this one-on-one -on -one mentorship, I'm going to show you strategies and principles you can use to start, grow, and scale your music production business. So if you're making less than $1,000 per month in your production business and you want to scale that up to make more, or you may just want to get your music placed in TV and film and just have a coach guide you along that process to your first music licensing deal, I can help you with that as well. Now, I only work with a select number of producers each month. So if you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to ProducerMentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to ProducerMentorship.com. That's ProducerMentorship.com. Last time, ProducerMentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show. Mailbox money. Like, you did the track one time. As long as that track keeps getting placed and played on TV, you keep getting paid. Like it doesn't stop. Like I had some, I had some music placed on the Kardashians. Like, bro, like, uh, like seven, eight years ago, I still get royalties from that show. Like eight, seven. What, what's this year? Eight. It's a long time. Time is flying. Now I feel old. But anyways, I still get royalties for that um and then it starts to circle around the world in different countries you get royalties for that um so the benefits is you creating passive income with your music um and then it's up to you what you what you do with that that passive income that you make <clears throat> um so yeah and then let me uh let me <clears throat> let me talk about the flip side to that because swift dreamer you mentioned relationship building and i'm glad you mentioned that because um here's a situation this happened to me personally reached out to a library um reputable library super dope placements and they like my work <clears throat> so they was just like yo like you know would you be interested in doing some tracks for an album we're working on it was like a I, I don't know it's like hip-hop strings album something something like that so i was just like cool so i asked him i was like is there any upfront payment involved for me to produce you know produce these tracks for the for the album and they was like no we don't have a budget for this um you know right now but you know you'll get you'll get royalties so i could have said no like oh you don't have any money no but i didn't right like i was just like okay cool because i knew i knew their reputation 
and I was like, you know, this could lead to to some other stuff in the future. So let's see what happens. Let's do it. Let's do five tracks, and then just go from there. So I did it. I did it a few times. They came back around. They liked the work the first time. Um, I think we did a couple more albums where I didn't get anything up front. So it was cool. So started building a relationship. You know, noticed she started reaching out to me more. Um, so then another project rolls around. So I didn't even have to ask. She was just like, yo, we have this and we have an upfront budget for this as well. And I was just like, bet, that's dope. Um, and I ended up making, it, it ended up turning into like two like $2,000 to, to do another album for them up front. And then I still get royalties as well. Um, so it just goes to show you like, even at first like it may not it may not pay up front you know what i'm saying but if you deliver as if you were getting paid up front like you put your your best work out there and you stay consistent and meet the deadlines and nail the briefs and things like that you're responsive when they email you and ask you for certain things um they'll come back and and they'll work with you and then when they do have a budget because you you delivered and you were on point and like you know for the free stuff they're gonna look out for you so when they have a budget you know what i'm saying they'll reach out and be like yo you want to be a part of this so now like the past pretty much like for the past couple years every time they reached out to me to do something it's been a budget involved and i wouldn't have seen that if i would have said no to the free stuff so keep that in mind even if you know there's no upfront money involved it can definitely turn into something um so yeah isaiah the alchemist my bro gabe kunda put me on yo shout out to gabe yo i'm gonna have gabe on the show man um I'm, I'm gonna reach out to him like i was just uh checking out his his youtube channel yesterday like literally like yesterday um because he's like dude is like a beast with the voiceover stuff bro like like literally like you you guys have heard this dude on your tv i guarantee you you've heard gabe kunda's voice even if you don't know him you've heard him on some of the dopest promos and trailers and, and stuff man he's killing it i'm gonna have him on um if i can if i can get him get him on here so we could talk about that because he's like he's involved with music as well so i think it'll just be a super dope conversation um so shout out to isaiah man appreciate you coming through um and thanks to to gabe for uh for sharing ec3 what's good <clears throat> venus cheers from atl what's up levon the man what's good i'm new here but have seen you all over my ig feed i do want to enter this market because i feel i have a different sound is it good to start locally while reaching out to bigger names well i appreciate you coming and shout out to ig for putting me in front of a bunch of people i appreciate that instagram um is it good to start locally man <clears throat> you don't have to start locally like go whatever whatever you mean by bigger names start just try and reach the bigger names um if, if you're trying to get in this tv and film it doesn't even matter like you don't even have to have credits you don't have to have <clears throat> like your music has to be good but like you don't have to be like an experienced composer with 
a long list of credits to break into sync licensing they just want good music <clears throat> that fits you know the shows the vibes and things that they're looking for um and it doesn't have to be locally you know what i'm saying you can reach out to a library and the library is connected with viacom you know cb cbs vh1 mtv bet cbs fox sports tnt like they're connected to all these you know these networks so all you have to do is give them the music you know what i mean and you can do that from anywhere you can, no matter where you are you know you can give them tracks from your bedroom in the middle of arkansas <laughs> i don't know no offense to anybody who's from arkansas but like literally that was like the first place that came to mind but you can be in the middle of arkansas making music for tv and film and living the good life um so yeah man reach reach for the uh what do they say reach for the moon shoot for the moon land in the star something like that what's the major difference between a license and a sync deal offer so <clears throat> a license a license could be like a one-time thing right um you know say for example um we had a we had a, a sync license for napoli ever after uh it was me uh, the, the apx that was just like a one-time thing for that specific film um that was you know it was through a music supervisor so that was just like a sync license just one license we didn't do like a deal to where it's like yo we're gonna produce all the music for napoli ever after um or it wasn't like a deal with a, a library to where it was just like yo i'm now assigned composer to this music library you know i signed a deal so now i can submit however much music i want during our term and then you just go and you know pitch it and do whatever you need to do to to get it placed that's more of a sync deal so a sync licensing deal is like reach out to a library they love your music oh let's do a deal for three years um you send us music you know we pitch it exclusively um you're still free to work with other music libraries but whatever you send to us we'll pitch that exclusively and we'll do that for like the next three years or something like that so that's a sync deal um <clears throat> so yeah hopefully that answers the question let's see we got ec3 says when you start making royalties do you have someone help you with filing taxes on money you made for the year and do they send any forms like you would get from your job great question um so when you when you start making royalties um so csac i'm with csac so i'll just say csac csac is going to send me um is it a it's, it's kind of it's like a 1099 but for royalties i think it's like i forget let me i might have one right here because i found this old this old envelope of like tax stuff Okay, here's one from um, here's one from BMI when I was with BMI. So they'll send you they'll send you a 1099 miscellaneous form. Um, I'm not gonna show this because it has personal information on it. 
Um, but and then in the box of for the amount of royalties that you made, it'll be like in box number two, it'll say royalties. And then when you file, when you do your taxes, then you just fill in the information. Um, you know, like if you're if you're doing taxes as like an entre a self-employed person or you have like a you know what do you, it was like a schedule c or something like that or schedule e um then you'll put that in under royalty royalty income and then you just put all that information in so yeah they send you forms just like any anything any company that pays you money they're going to send you some type of 1099 um so you can fill that information in and yeah that's it um but do i have someone help me I've been doing I've been doing our like my taxes myself for a while. Um like since I started since I started my business like back in 2019, not 19, 2009. Um but recently I've um now I'm kind of outsourcing that stuff to a, a CPA cuz stuff started getting complicated like start <laughs> it just starts it just takes forever like my desk looks like just it don't even look like a desk it's just a pile of papers um so yeah <clears throat> levon the man says so do you drop the beat within 15 30 seconds oh yeah i'm dropping i'm dropping the beat definitely no later than 15 seconds 30 seconds is long for an intro so yeah i'm dropping i'm dropping that joint in like 15 seconds for sure Keep it short, get straight to the point, and um, you know, keep that keep that track moving. April K says, "Hey everyone, happy New Year! What's up, April? Good to see you back in the stream. Uh, no doubt." <clears throat> David swims. What's up? Thanks for the videos. Been having success from them. Wanted to ask when working for corporate promo ads, should I write the agreement or should they? Usually usually they do um usually they have like their legal department write something up and then they send it to you and then if you want to have your attorney review it then you can do that um but yeah usually they have that especially if like if it's a corporation like every like major corporation has a legal department um so yeah <clears throat> all right let me catch up on the uh the chat chat's going crazy I guess that's natural when you got like 50 people dropping questions, but I love it. Let's see. Frank Earl, let's say you submit your music to music libraries that's not released. Should you register those songs to your pro and your publisher before submitting to libraries? I, I don't. I don't because if they get signed to a library now, it's just like, you know, eh, it's just kind of confusing because that library may want it exclusively um and then they're gonna have to like re-register the track with their publishing company and all that stuff and retitle all that stuff so i usually just don't i just wait send it to the library and then i let them take care of all of that <clears throat> all right let's see Immaculate Beats, what's good? He says, how do you feel about using the library with Disco where other music scoops can view your library? I'm thinking about paying extra for that feature. Good question. I still have to set that up. I haven't set it up yet. Haven't used it yet. 
I need to do it. I I went to I I watched like their webinar. They had a webinar on it. Um so I checked that out, but I just haven't had I haven't had the time to to set everything up yet. So I'm gonna definitely check it out. Off key, what's good, bro? Good to see you. Rodney Edge, appreciate that, man. Glad it's helping. CPAs know the tax breaks. That's a fact, man. Like they know, yeah, they they know everything, man, from from tax tax strategies to to save you from paying more taxes. Um you know, what what to do to hopefully not get audited. Nobody wants that. So yeah. Uplifted Productions. Do you still use Hurdler to manage your music business expenses? Yes, I do. Still use Hurdler. Um I love it. It's easy and it's it's one of the more reasonable reasonably priced um you know management softwares um versus like quickbooks and things like that i know quickbooks has like different different versions and things like that and me me and the accountant we were kind of comparing and things like that but yeah still using hurdler i love it because you can link <clears throat> you can link your business like your business credit cards and um uh like paypal's like whatever you're receiving payments from so if you use stripe and paypal um and, and your bank account like you can link all those things so every time you make money it automatically goes through hurdler it tracks it um and labels it you know as a business expense or personal you can kind of select which one you want to do or you can create rules to say okay every time you see a payment go out to this company you can you know label it as an office expense or whatever the the category is um it, it you know it'll create a report for you um at the end of the year if you need you know when you need it for the taxes does that you, it has mileage tracking so if you're you know you're going to music events and conferences and you're traveling you can track your your mileage and things like that um so yeah it, it's, it's pretty cool makes it a lot easier to kind of keep track of those things um and then you can attach receipts as well if you want to do that through the app i have hundreds of beats concepts laying around have a link on getting started are there a lot of expenses associated with it great question kendall um bro like music licensing is probably like the cheapest like you can get started for free i'm gonna be like a hundred percent with you like you can just start googling music licensing companies getting your your list of music together and just start submitting like for free um i do have a course the road to 10 placements blueprint if you want to get started um here i'll drop the i'll drop the link here um so you go here clintproductions.com slash link in bio and then click on road to 10 placements course that's going to be the whole that's like my whole blueprint um and then you'll see exactly what i did step by step to get started and it doesn't cost you anything music libraries do not charge you to submit music and sign sign music to them there's some third-party companies out there where you know they may charge you to connect you to another company i usually don't use those um i like to go directly to music libraries music licensing companies and then submit directly to it it doesn't cost anything 
Um, so literally like it's it's an infinite return because you're learning how to do something that can monetize your music and something that can pay you like forever because it really doesn't stop like the only time you'll stop getting royalties like if literally you just stop like if you just stop producing and then even after that like if i stop today like i'm gonna still see royalty checks for a while because like those tracks that are already getting placed that are already in you know these networks rotation and things like that it's just it's still generating income passively so you can't really lose it's super dope um and i recommend recommend everybody to, to get it um to get started in licensing because it's a great opportunity um on my my ig live i was breaking down the numbers on how to how to pretty much take your royalties you know say you made five thousand dollars a year in royalties how to take that money put it in a roth ira and then by time by the time you're like by the time you're 67 like you'll be sitting on 1.2 million dollars so if you if you have zero dollars say you go to td ameritrade today you open up a roth ira right say you're 34 years old you open up a roth ira you have zero dollars in the roth ira if you start contributing this year five thousand dollars every year until you know you retire at 67 65 i think it may be a little over a million um but yeah because of that compounded interest that a roth ira gives you you you'd be sitting on on a million a lot of people don't think outside the box you know what i'm saying like you can take music and and allow it to make you money by just reinvesting the royalties if you want like i mean you can take some reinvest it back into your business of course but if you if like if you just want to use music just to just to fund your retirement like yo like i want to i want to retire a millionaire if you just want to use your royalties for that i create like i was able to get five thousand dollars in royalties working a full-time job so it's definitely doable so i was just talking about some things if you want to see that whole post it's on my ig at clint music um it was a live it was like an ig live so you can go check out the the replay um but yeah but that's it man i appreciate you guys coming through i'm gonna hop off here man um and get back to work um, but i appreciate you guys coming through make sure you like share and subscribe so you guys know exactly when all the new content is dropping and um some dope stuff some dope interviews and stuff coming up this year um so hopefully this information is helping you guys um and that's it so yeah clintproductions.com slash link in bio everything you need is right there and i'll catch you guys on the next one peace Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit clintproductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.